1: know my shit you don't yeah i do i know things you could only dream of knowing it's untrue what do you know i have information that i what do you l- fucking know i cannot share with you what do you fucking that you know you would love to get your dirty little hands what do on. you know about emmanuel's perfume i know that uh when used correctly it can save a marriage it can turn parents into siblings wait that wasn't the t- no hold on that wasn't the takeaway but there's kind Oh no, it kind of was, yeah, you're right actually. I but I know stuff beyond even the franchise What do you franchise? even know though? I Because you just keep I, saying you know stuff, yeah, but you won't I do. you won't allude and to what you're Why that would stuff I? Why is? would I tell it to you when you want it so badly and I am the only one with it? I don't give two You do shit. You keep asking. I think that you are wrong. I'm right. And I want everyone to know that you're wrong. I'm ten feet tall and you're an ant. I'm not an ant. You I'm are. a man. You're not a man. I'm a man of five foot ten and a half. God damn it. That half reeks of insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> it's a powerful half a foot. Inch. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, true, true. <laughs> five the foot ten. Not used to dealing in um, Imperial, to be honest with you. Why not? Because it's not our way here. How tall are you in centimeters? Fuck, I knew you were going to ask me this. I want to say... You don't even know. 187. Well, yeah. Mr. Captain Familiar with the metric system over here doesn't even know his height in centimetres. I don't think I do. I think it's... Like, does this sound right to you? 187. Does no. Sound, too 178. Tall. Closer. Okay. Maybe it's 178 centimetres. But I'm not 10 centimetres taller than you am I? I don't... What do you mean? I'm I'm about 189. You'd easily be... You're a lot taller than me. Am I? Yeah, man. You're a tall drink of water, Guy Montgomery. And are you thirsty? Nope. Do you want to drink my ingredients? No. Do you want me to lubricate your throat? Uh Uh-uh. No thank you, waiter. This one can go back to the kitchen. Imagine a waiter coming over and asking your table if they'd like to have their throats (laughs) lubricated. (laughs) I'd be like... I'd fucking leave the restaurant immediately. I don't even care if I've eaten some hors Would madame and monsieur like me to perhaps lubricate their throat? I'm fucking in. out of here. I'm out. If you need to charge me, you got to find me because I'm leaving right now. Track me down from the security footage. This man is a nightmare and I fear for my if life. If anyone's getting charged, it's this hypothetical waiter. And he should be. He should be put behind bars for language like Do that. Do you think meter should be spelled M-E-T-R-E? Or M-E-T-E-R. So, I think we're one of the only places in the world that does this shit. We do it with the word center as well. Center. Why do we put the R before the E? It doesn't make any sense. It's nicer. No, it isn't. It is. Why? Because it's so boring for a word to go consonant, vowel, consonant, vowel, consonant. It's nice if it goes consonant, vowel, consonant, consonant, vowel. Ooh, what's this rhythm? (laughs) It's Kiwi's. Not making sense. Who else does it? Probably the Brits. Probably the Brits. I don't even know if the Aussies. I probably the to. Brits. Yeah, and probably the Aussies, and, and probably the Aussies too. What about Canadians? Do they do it? Yeah, do and probably Canadians too. Yeah. Do you think it's? It, <laughs> I've got an audition this afternoon. Do I got, you really? I got to do an American accent. Where's this person from? Give me, uh, give me give America. Me one. Give me Yank. Literally, it says America. Does it have a regionality? No state. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? That is, I mean, that's here. That, I'm hearing Canadian from that. Hey, hey, don't you think? I don't know. I think that I think that guy's Canadian. I hate it. I hate having to do it. So, I know I'm not going to get the job. California. What's it for? Can you say? No, you can't. No, is it a secret? Yeah. Oh, okay, true. But I can tell you, I'm not going to get it. Okay, and I'll tell you after the um yeah after the show. Sweet after the audition but it's these fuckers who are eavesdropping hmm. that can't know because oh, okay. they're the these are the motherfuckers who will go running their mouths can we, around town can we refrain from calling our uh, lovely listeners fuckers like over and over again would that be cool with you I'll stop calling them fuckers when they stop fucking which they don't know how to do Jesus these goodness. are my people I you are all over the map i am I'm talking into the end of my erection like it's a microphone. This is horrible <laughs> content. <laughs> you know, I'm disgusted my name is attached to it. Your name isn't just attached to it, you're the headline act. Welcome to the final Emmanuel in the set of seven made-for-TV films. This is the worst idea of all time. A comedy podcast. I don't think I've ever called it that before. Because it's not. It's not. It's a... It's it's science. Film review podcast. No, it's not even a film podcast. What is it? Infotainment. Gross. We bring information to the masses and we present it in digestible chunks. We do our research. We get on our computers. We're on EncyclopediaBritannica.com. We're mm-hmm. on YourDictionary.com. Mm-hmm. We're looking up the origins of words and natural phenomena, uh-huh. and we're relaying what we find to you. What's your favorite people. natural phenomena, Guy? Um, phenomenon? I'm, I'm a big fan of um, wind why do you like wind so much? Where's it coming from? What's so good about wind? Yeah, bro. Where is it coming from? Yeah. And also, sometimes, why is it not there, man? Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. What is going on with wind? I don't know where, where, the where fuck it starts? does it come from because there's no wind in space. No, none. It's all down here. It's we. It's just we've got it. And do you think it's the same bit of wind that's going around? And sometimes it's visiting places. I don't think it is. I think it's what, different, different bits it's of wind different wind Where's the like where is the bit of wind that comes through go then? When it's finished, <laughs> what happens to it? If it's not the same bit of wind, where is all the wind going? <laughs> it goes to the ocean. The fuck is it doing down there? <laughs> Not like into the water, but like over the ocean. It gets cold, and then it goes. Oh, too cold. I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna stop moving. And does it what dissipate? Uh yep, I guess so. Well, let's think about the wind. When it hits a tree, it stops, right? It goes around the tree. It does go around the tree. The tree is nothing to wind. <laughs> yeah, tr- winds don't know about trees. Fuck, what's stopping but tre- the wind? you better believe trees know about wind. Yeah, they know a lot about it. Do you, their, think, do, you ever, do you ever influence by wind? Do you ever think about trees? I've been thinking about trees a bit recently. Yeah, I, I've I've been uh, known to think about trees. How crazy would it be to be a tree? In that, I get it's like it's this thing where it's all you know, right? So you couldn't you couldn't take your human consciousness and experiences and kind of transpose that onto the experience of being a tree. But just there's something quite amazing about being a thing that is alive. And not being able to kind of, like, affect your movement. Except maybe they can. Do the trees have moods? I reckon. Definitely. One of the few things I remember from the Lord of the Rings movies that I sort of imagined the visual of was those big trees that could walk. Mm. Like a tree that is, is sentience and oh can move God, around. God, I used to know what they were called. Uh, oh. Big trees. It's monosyllabic. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, okay. Trees. X, ex- X, ex- fucking... Oh, I'll tell you what irks me is you uh, you on mic trying to remember this. Anyway, I, I I really like that as a representation of a tree. Oh, those yeah, that's like that's how I would like to think trees are. These old warriors that band together. Do you know why I was ent. trying to dis an int? Trees better. Yeah, tree is better. Just stick with the Tolkien. Tree. Didn't stick the landing on int. Why does everyone like this guy so much? I don't know, man. Are the books even that good? I read The Hobbit, and I was like, I'm not reading. I rest. read all of them when I was a teenager. What'd you think? I felt like I was reading them because I sort of picked up the notion that I was meant to read them and yeah, enjoy them, and yeah. it was like, okay. I mean, I finished them, so they must have been good enough to to power not through. Small but books. I was on a lot. You know, we were on a ho- we were on family holidays, and. Yep. You know, everyone breaks off to read. It's just part of what would happen. Everyone would break off to read, and so whatever you had with you, it's not like you had a f- the internet to, to, you know, read little bits of everything. Got a friend of mine. His name's Tim. Shout out Tim Sargett if you're listening. He's probably not. I don't and think You're he full is. of shit. And, and when he, shit. so he's You're one of three you don't know boys called Tim Suggett and have never met another person called Tim in anymore. His parents, the Suggett family, are a fictitious family, would pay the they boys a small amount of money to read books and do a little book report for them, and that is what I want to do with my kids: to really get them into reading. It sounds like it's going to get them into money. Yeah, actually, based on the results. Although t- Tim's Tim is a well, first of all, not reader. real. Big reader yeah. You could say that, but I don't read. Like I, exist, so. what it is is a wistfulness because I wish I had better reading habits. Dude, reading books is for losers. It's not true, and you've got to stop going to Trump rallies. Okay, I will do one thing. I will either stop going to Trump rallies or start reading books. You choose which. Start reading books. Okay. What the fuck kind of dichotomy is this? I don't know. A bad one. Um, no. Okay, we won't. We won't talk about it. We'll talk about literally anything else. <laughs> um, ah, fuck. All right. No! I, I just wanted to get across the finish line of 10 minutes, which it just clicked over to, to be honest. They're great! Tony the Tiger. Yeah, what we didn't thoughts? have him really in New Zealand because we we didn't. Oh, did we? We didn't really get like frosted. No, they flugs. weren't. They weren't. No, what are they called? Frosties. Frosties. They yeah. weren't prominent as they are in the states. Yeah, it's because New Zealand doesn't have an absolutely insane attitude toward <laughs> breakfast. It's like, hey, what about dessert? But backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? I just wake you up know, and inhale sugar. I got sugar? the impression from America that everything was all good and everyone was cool with pretending that the candy they were having was cereal. Yeah. Until Chips Ahoy released cookies. Really? It's cookie cereal. And everyone's like, okay. Oh, uh, I guess. You've kind of punctured <laughs> the bit. That's not cereal. Those are cookies. <laughs> so Lucky Charms was fine. It's like, <laughs> it like eating yeah, marshmallows. Lucky and Charms. Milk, all good. Fruit Loops. Yeah. Fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Everyone's like, cereal, cereal, yeah, cereal. Yeah, yeah We're like, all good here. And then they're like, Chips Ahoy. These are not. <laughs> fuck. I can't believe they fucked it. They were teetering. The whole industry was teetering on the edge for on a so nice long. Edge. My God. You'd feel bad to be Chips Ahoy, wouldn't you? Uh, Responsible for the complete destruction of your own industry. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but. Well, I think Chips Ahoy, they care less about the ser- they They're in cookies. You know, that's their industry. So were they all? As I don't even understand this. Did were Chips Ahoy a, a chocolate chip cookie company yeah, yeah. that got oh, into Bricky yeah, yeah, that's fucking funny. Like, if Skittles were like, just put it in a bowl, (laughs) chuck some milk in it, this is breakfast. In America, Skittles are already in a bowl. There's always a bowl of Skittles. (laughs) All it takes is some (laughs) plucky young inventor to come along with a pint of milk, fucking pour it (laughs) (laughs) over the top. Can you imagine eating a bowl of Skittles I can. I actually can. And it's not bad. I hate it. In my brain, it works. Mm. It fucking works. Actually, speaking of milk. Yeah. There was a scene in Emmanuel's Perfume where one of the characters... Oh my who was God, being, I can't believe you've mentioned the film. ...portrayed as classy, was drinking milk out of a wine glass. It's so good. And I couldn't help but think of committed worst idea listener, the Brooks, who still to this day, like a fucking clock, posts a creative photo of a milk glass of milk in a different environment. It's like, this guy drinks milk like water. The guy in the film or Brooks? Brooks. Yeah. He's incredible. The commitment to the bit is, in my online experience, unrivaled. Absolutely unrivaled. Every day we get tagged into a new milk photo, and he deserves an award for it, frankly. not like some bullshit internet award, an Emmy, Mm. I think. Emmanuel's perfume, should we get into it? It it makes, of all of the seven in-flight entertainment movies, Mm. it made, to me, the most sense it yeah. was like they sort of followed one cluster of characters in a fairly linear i fashion. bored i yawned hearing you mention the film that's how boring it was because it was so linear you know it was good that was good though it was easier to be sort of invested throughout because we weren't just being introduced to new characters every third can i blow up your spot a little bit i wish you would guys fallen a little bit in love with emmanuel oh no no, no. Oh, i don't know you're gonna blow up my spot like that i asked Hey, I'm with you, man. I have... I'm with you. She is absolutely gorgeous. But it's beyond like... I have a huge crush on Emmanuel. It's not just that she's... I feel like a teenage boy. It's not just that she's good looking. She's got like a charm. She's got like a kind of carefree charisma to her. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: She lives a wonderful life and she has a pure heart. She is a a cause for good. And also the films are very restrained. Like she is frequently, uh, you know, in the, in proximity to various different people having, uh, sex or the movie's iteration of sex but very rarely (laughs) which by the way involves a man wearing jeans yeah and and a woman getting thrust upon into her belly button yeah by those jeans the first sex scene in this movie uh the woman was on top and she was Throwing her head around with oh. such reckless abandon, I was absolutely convinced she was going to cause permanent nerve damage to her neck. <laughs> absolutely, it was insane. Yeah, it, it made my neck hurt just watching. But all it. of this to say that Emmanuel's character is um, it's just, there's a a, de- a lightness of touch. Everyone else is uh, all over the place. Yeah, but Real you crazy. know we've spent seven movies with her. I feel like we've been getting to know her, and I just. And she I, wears cool clothes. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where the perfect amount of time has rolled around again. It's been almost thirty years where fashion has reset, and they always made sure, I think, that Emmanuel was in like particularly cool threads mm-hmm. in the film. She's a, she's a Venezuelan model. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I like her. Yeah. Um, and while. She's only got one way to save a marriage, though. She seems to be involved in trying to patch up a lot of relationships. And the only way she knows how is for the guy to have sex with another woman. Yeah, but it's, so, it's, it's a pretty switcheroo. much every single time she goes to the wife. And the wife says, I'm worried about my marriage. And she says, I know. And gives him a little bit of the perfume. Mm-hmm. And then the wife becomes a different woman. She, fucks she morphs. Fucks husband. Like Anamorphs. And then returns to the husband as herself after she's fucked the husband as a different person. And says, hey. And the husband goes, my God. I'm horny for you. I'm horny for my wife. I'm going to tell you what happens in this movie, everybody. Are you listening? There's a guy named Sam. Sam wrote a book. The book turned into a movie. The movie went to Cannes. It won awards. It was nominated for the Palme d'Or. And then he got very concerned about impending failure because suddenly he had some success from which to fall. So, in his insecurity, he runs off to Bali. Emmanuel goes and joins him to try and coax him back to society. And while she's there, his parents come over to... Um, they do it every year. It's an annual tradition. 50 years they've been going. And, and it's their 50th wedding anniversary. The for their th- wedding anniversary, they go to the same hotel. They stay in the same room yep. every year. And Emmanuel apparently always gets them a gift as well, which is nice. So uh, this time she got the book because they hadn't read it, which is kind of fucking bad parenting. They got, they got She bought Sam's book for the parents to read. Um, But also, at the same time, she gave this old married couple, who are, you know, 80 in the film, um, a little touch of the perfume. So they both transform into 26-year-olds and then fuck a bit. And then the dad reads the book and tears up because the book is all about how Sam didn't get what he needed as a child from his parents, which is a very weird element to put in this porno. And then uh, and then they go and fuck some more, yeah. and then they fuck some more. No, the important detail that you've you've understandably I... skated over is that they, they fuck. Oh yeah. The dad reads the book, yeah. and he cries, yeah. The wife comes over and says, What's got you feeling sad? Oh, I'm just reading the book. And then she starts seducing him again and by uh, giving him a blowjob and then while he's getting the blowjob, he can't focus or enjoy the blowjob because he keeps being like, should I tell her that oh, Sam didn't like mashed carrots? The Heck, re- I didn't like mashed carrots either, folks. This is done in voiceover, so it's in a monologue. And it's so odd as an idea, and the way that they orchestrate it is bad as well. Because he's like, (laughs) he's like, should I tell her? And then it goes back to the blowjob, like to her giving the blowjob. Should I tell her about chapter three? Back to her. Should I tell her about in chapter three how Sam described that he doesn't like mashed carrots? <laughs> it's like what the fuck is going on? The script is wild. Yeah, there's a there's a the the relationships to this franchise and food is really enjoyable. At one point, there's a blonde woman. So uh, you actually you're doing a great job of recounting the plot. Thank you, guy. So please continue, and then I will I will recount this uh, other fantastic food line later on. Do you know oh. what I'm thinking of? No. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the parents are reunited. They're fucking. Eventually they meet Sam. Sam's like, well, this is a trip, but I'm just going to go with it. Emmanuel's happy. Everyone's happy. The four of them, Emmanuel and Sam, travel back to Cannes. The parents travel there. Sam is embarrassed. His parents are now younger than him. So he passes them off as his brother and his brother's partner. No. He passes. Who's big? I think Which you're. one of these two, terms? Mate, can you fuck that off? <laughs> I don't want Bixby in here. <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. I heard it triggered before. Um, I thought what happened is that he was trying to pass his mum off as his own wife, which is fucked no, up. No, no, no. He was passing his, his mum and dad off. He was saying his dad was his brother, his younger oh, brother and, and his, his mum was his younger brother's partner. Sister-in-law. Yeah. Okay, I got it. But So they're back in Cannes. They're back in Cannes and, and they're, they're meeting rich and famous people, but also there's a waitress. And Sam falls in love with the waitress. They're having a meal- the waitress is there. There are some rude people who are being rude to the waitress. One of the people who's rude to the waitress is this fantastic blonde woman who, apropos of nothing, picks up a bunch of grapes and says, I love radishes. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and then, in and then, and an accent that we couldn't, I mean, I couldn't track down. If you gave me an atlas and you said, where's that woman from? I wouldn't know. I would just sweep the whole of Europe and say, somewhere in there, I guess uh so sam Sam ends up fucking a different woman who is rude to the waitress that's right and then emmanuel goes and visits him as a specter and says uh hey why are you fucking this woman and sam says because i'm in love with the waitress and emmanuel says okay and then (laughs) sam kicks the woman who he's had sex with out of the room visits the waitress they fall in love they get married. They have twins. They have twins, but all of a sudden they're trapped in this sexless marriage. So the woman asks Emmanuel to visit them. She does. That she... was, don't gloss over that, because I think that was an interesting angle that, that Emanu- an Emmanuel movie explored. They were like, okay, happily ever after, or is it? Mm. And then it was flash forward a year into the, I guess it was more than a year. because no, was had a the, year. It was a year, right? They'd had the twins. Gotta say, she's looking fantastic for someone who had twins three months ago. Hmm. And um, she's like, hey, listen, things are fine, but we're not fucking anymore, no big deal. And Emmanuel's like, mate, the biggest of deals. You gotta fuck. Yeah. And so Emmanuel does the old body switch magic potion roo and uh, comes... The wife transforms into a different woman, breaks hmm, into her own house, pretends her car's broken down, seduces the husband, uh, and then they fuck... She charges him $1,000 for fucking her. He, he gives her $500. He, he gives her 500 She leaves, and then the wife returns and says, what have you been doing? And he's like, Uh Not fucking someone for $500. Not paying a woman who entered our home $500 to have sex. And then they have glorious, glorious sex. Again. Sex and the credits roll. And it just was such a neat, like it was just neat to experience a movie that was easy to follow from yeah. start to finish. This one was the laziest one, though, in terms of filmmaking. I think because the scenes lasted really long and very little happened. So I feel I like liked, they ran out of mo- money. Yeah, they might have, but I liked it. I mean, I read. Really, I also liked. I had a real flash of like a pang of desire, maybe for Emmanuel's lifestyle. Mm. What does she do? She travels around the world. Young, beautiful woman, endless budget, helps people, magic kind perfume, of. helps people, and I was like, this looks like a really great sort of enjoyable life you know like you know removed from reality i was like this looks good but then when i think about sylvia cristel's character older emmanuel recounting the experience to lazenby yeah i see the consequence of it which is like you know in in Uh, in actuality when she's living the life as a young person looks really wonderful but then when i see because there's no depth yeah when i see sylvia cristel and i'm like but this is what your life is reduced to now just recounting your youth to fucking whoever you sit next to on a plane, it becomes quite sad and hollow. This is probably the actual moral of Emmanuel, isn't it? Is that you can't be... you, you got to have a little bit more of a global picture in your life, I think. A global picture? I think or so. A, what do you... like? You, I just... Well, I know that she helps her friends and stuff, but it's still just... Every, everything feels very self-centered around Emmanuel. And well, that is one way to live. And if you do, you end up on a plane next to George Lazenby recounting far too long stories. Thank God she's got Lazenby. Oh, one funny bit in this film. i tell you what. Um, the mum before she has... Oh, wait. Maybe it's after Before the they go to Cannes. She says, I hope I get to meet that Roger Moore. He's <laughs> so cute. A rival bond. Yeah. But... One wh- of the best. Really? Absolutely. He was a light touch. He is the funniest Bond there's ever been. Really? And his eyebrows did 50% of the work. Big eyebrow Who are the best? Moore and Connery, famously. Everyone loves Connery. Everyone says he's the best. I don't know. I like Roger Moore. I like Pierce Brosnan. Oh, Brosnan was our our Bond. Yes. I think future generations won't care about Bond. Yeah, nor should they. Well, they should reboot it with a woman. Mm. That's the coolest thing to do. They were talking about getting, um, uh, oh God, Gillian Anderson to be Bond. That would be fucking awesome. From the X-Files? Yeah, dude. And Sex Education more recently. Oh, wow. How good would that be? It would be okay. I don't have a huge relationship to the Bond franchise. Do you to Gillian Anderson, though? No, I didn't really watch X-Files. Did you watch Sex Education? No, but I hear it's great. Oh, I reckon you'd really like it. Anyway, look. People go ballistic for that show. I mean, it's like it's just good. It's just very watchable. It's not earth shattering. It's just really good. Unlike this film franchise, can I say that? Boner inspector. Nothing here, dude. I'm so sorry. You're gonna have to look elsewhere. Did you get? A, did you crack a fat mm, this week, guy? No, but there you was a close? period where I was excited to. Uh, when uh, there's a oh, we got to see Emmanuel topless in this one. That's always pretty cool that was when i was the most close to having an erection yeah nice one when emmanuel was having because emmanuel and sam have a sort of uh they're old friends in a sort of when harry met sally kind of way where it's like they're old friends and it's imagined nothing will happen before them but we see emmanuel having this really crazy experience of like she sees sam having sex with someone and she's like whoa what if that was me and then we see her visualizing her and sam having sex and again, it was like, there's something about Emmanuel's, um we spend the most time with her, but we spend the least time with her having sex with all the characters in the franchise. And so when she is having sex and you're like, I actually like this person. Real and you're supply, watching them have, have, supply and demand curve yeah, yeah. situation. Eh? This is a fucking, this is, I mean, this is one of the foremost economic texts. Yeah. This film. I agree. Explains the basics so clearly, so well. So sensual If um, you give us so much screen time Of a character who's pretty cool And everyone else is fucking all the time But they're not fucking so much Then you just naturally six go in the City tried to do that with Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> Didn't quite work, though, no. Didn't quite work. Because the more time we spent with her not having <laughs> sex, the more we realised the reason she's not having sex is she's insufferable. Yeah, she doesn't deserve sex. I would like to bring back our uh, recurring segment, Pitch a Porno with George Lazenby. How does this work? Pitch me a porno, and, and I'm George Lazenby, and I, I am the judge of whether or not it's a good... We open on a mansion in downtown upstate New York Oh Tim you're incorrigible Tell me more A ring at the doorbell Mm. Interior Over the shoulder shot of a woman Who looks to be between 30 and 40 years of age With long flowing brunette hair Answers the door in a night robe It's a pizza for her. What's her name? We don't know yet. Give it time. What's the pizza delivery person? Hold on for a fucking second, Lazenby. Okay. The door opens. Pizza delivery man says, Border inspector! I'm sorry. This pizza delivery man is also... Working a job as a boner inspector? Is the pizza for the lady? I have many questions. The pizza is for the lady. You're such a good listener. So, Nicole, who we are soon to find out is her name, she says, ah, my large pepperoni. What was that about a boner? And he said, here's your pizza, and here is your boner. And he hands over the pizza box, and then he points with both hands to his pants and he's got a massive erection holding a pizza she is disgusted and slams the door on his face he hasn't even got the money for the pizza and there's no way he can ask for it now because he'll be rightly accused of some sort of sexual predation is that a word? maybe so he leaves gets in the car and then um, I've I've, (laughs) I've heard enough oh no this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's not my best work. Do you want to pitch one to me? George? Uh, okay. It's um me and I'm 74. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, okay. Nah, I'm pulling the plug. I'll, I'll try next week. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> and that was <laughs> Pitch Porto Porno, Porno with George Lazenby. The world's greatest listener. Any listening tips from George this week? Uh, when listening, try to... If if you're having a little bit of trouble concentrating to what the person is saying, imagine something that you find more interesting. That is good. But d- then doesn't your mind wander a little bit, George? Inevitably. Yeah, okay. So you can get caught out doing that one. You almost always will. Okay. Thanks, George. No worries. <laughs> George <in> be everybody. <laughs> One of the greats. Rest in power. He's still going. Yeah, I was when his, he dies. When he dies, it was a future instruction. I'll, I was actually on his website earlier. I'll see if I can get it up for us. <coughs> the guy get is it up. obviously a fan of... For Sports George Sports. Lazenby. Get it up with George Lazenby. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it up with George Lazenby, a website review segment on this podcast, the worst idea of all time. George Lazenby got it up. He got it up on squarespace.com. They yeah. <laughs> definitely aren't giving us any money, nor ever have they, nor will they. Dear friends and fans. do I'm happy to welcome you to my website. It'll be a journey through my life and times, becoming Bond and beyond. How's the UI? Really fucking breezy, man. Yeah? Like, you can you can click on, you know where to go? What do you want? You want to buy his autograph? You want to see what events he's got Fuck coming out? yeah. Up? How much is an autograph from George Lazenby? By the way, if you don't know what George Lazenby looks like, Google young George Lazenby. The dude is a fucking piece. He was a model slash actor, and the model comes first in that. For €45, you can get a signed photograph of Lazenby from Bond's On Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's uh... Man, that's not a lot, eh? 210 by 148 millimeters, printed on high quality, on. glossy photo paper, free worldwide shipping. What? Sold out. Hold the fucking phone. Free worldwide sh- shipping's where they get you. That's yeah. incredible that that price includes shipping. There are. Fuck me. A variety of different Bond photos that you can get that he signs as Lazen B007. Well. Fair play to him. Do you reckon that's paying his uh, mortgage? He married a very successful tennis player late in life. I didn't know that. And they have children, but they've since. Get that uh, microphone a bit close to your mouth. They've since separated. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Pam Shriver. Of the. No. Shrivers? Of the Maria Shrivers? Uh, No, but she. Did she win? I don't know if she ever won a major. She won 21. Doubles titles. It's a lot. She made it to the final of the US Open in 1978 and the semi finals at Wimbledon three times and the Australian Open three times. Incredible. Hey, well done, George. Yeah. Way um, to support an athlete Shriver, by marrying hey, them. Hey, there you go. Shriver has two sisters, Marion and Eleanor, who lives in Maryland and is the fourth cousin of Maria Shriver. Fourth cousin is actually very distant. It's on a wiki page. Mm hmm. They're just looking for stuff to fill in, though, aren't they? I'm paragraphs. not ready to make a it nice. Was, it's too late to back down. That's the Dixie Chicks. What was your favourite piece? What was your shining light of this film? And I'm, I'm, get, if you, if you want to get down in the mud and say it was Young Emmanuel's breasts, I'll allow it. Uh, I wasn't, it, it wasn't that and I wasn't going to even. I was going to probably go with something to do with grapes. This movie's relationship to food is endlessly (laughs) amusing to me. But I will say this. There was a moment when I was feeling my crush on Emmanuel when I did genuinely feel the nostalgia of being a young teenage boy and being like, I like this person. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was sweet. Oh, that's cute. Can you attach that to a particular bit in the film or just in general? It's just a general thing the film did for you. It was around the same time that I was like, Emmanuel's got a cool life. It was like this weird sort of time when I was uh, almost actually immersed in the movie instead of watching it, you know, inside of our relationship to what we're doing. Mm. And I was like, this woman is beautiful and she's traveling the world. And it was just a flash of being engaged with the materials as you are meant to be instead of as we usually are, which is frustrated and bored. Yourself? There's parts in these movies because they do so much travelling where you're clearly seeing like a real person who's not acting. They just they've got a camera in front of them, and when they go to Bali in this one, there's a cool Balinese dancer that you just get a, a little clip of for about sort of five seconds, and she was she you could tell like she's not acting. She's just she's a Balinese dancer who they put a camera in front of, and I liked that a bit of realism in the film. Another bit was when um, Sam's parents after they've had the spell, so they're young. Uh, involved in an orgy and uh, Guy Montgomery floated the idea that because their heart is no longer pure they may break the spell and transform back into old people mid-orgy which uh, would have been truly a sight to behold yeah it would have been incre- incredible I'm escape. I would just like to say that um, it's been real watching these seven Emmanuel films with you and I'm very excited for what comes next because it's um No longer are we trapped on an aeroplane with these guys. And who better to tell you where the franchise is going next than the great Tim Curry. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism.
0: Space!